She's a maniac, maniac on the floor. I don't know where that came from. I just want to pull a lever now. Hey, they did that on Dance with the Stars. Sorry. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to uh, the newest episode of Watch It Out with Jay and MJ. I'm MJ. I'm Jay. I like switching it up. It feels a little weird. I know, but we got to switch it up. We got to keep it fresh. Fresh air. There's not a lot of ways we can switch <laughs> that up. Right, exactly. It's like, how many Jays are there in this group? Uh, so, hi. Welcome. First off, I hope that everybody had a good experience voting. I hope everybody exercised their right to vote. I hope you all were safe. You're messed up. And I hope that you all were able to exercise your civic duty. Look, I realize it's COVID and a lot of people aren't exercising right now. I know myself. I have the uh, the body of a COVID person. Oh, but I do too. Let's, uh, let, like I said, let's exercise our right to vote. So hopefully you guys did that. Uh, yeah, cool. Great. So what have we been doing lately? I have been watching um, randomly. I decided to dig into some old sitcoms. Okay. Like I, what? This is a sitcom. I actually started watching New Girl because I never finished it because I got annoyed by it. I watched one season. Yeah. New Girl is the, it's all on Netflix right now. And it's like, uh, is it over? Like, is it off the air? It's been off the air for a long time. I think it premiered in like 2005, but that's not correct at all. <laughs> Go on, I'll look it up. Um, but uh, I just randomly was like, it's been sitting there suggested, suggested. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just give us another shot. Maybe I'll watch it. So I'm like most almost through season one. And <laughs> what? You were way off. It was 2012, wasn't it? 11. Okay. Because I think it was around the same time that like Happy Endings was on and all that junk. But um yeah, I was like, I forgot how, actually, I forgot how funny it was because I, I actually found myself laughing out loud, which I don't think that I've done, even with shows I think are funny, I don't think I've done that in a while, actually. My wife loves The New Girl. Like, that's one of the ones that she'll have on randomly in the background. She's been, she's been watching, what was it, um, Great British Bake Off, which, why, uh, as, as one should. Why are they doing it episode by episode? Because it's releasing in Britain at the same time. Oh, it actually is airing. Yes. Like, it airs in on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. In, that's how they did the last season, too. I didn't know that. So, it's it, instead of them waiting for it all to air and then releasing it all at once, they're they're doing, like, week by week. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. We'll tip it for you. That's why they're doing it. Thank you. Which I would rather have. I'm like, if you can give me... If, I don't care if it's weekly. Just give me some British Bake Off in my life. Okay. I haven't watched the newest episode. Don't spoil it. I haven't either. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, but no, she's been watching that. And the new girl is kind of the other one she'll go back to randomly. Yeah. And, watch. and I, I just, I completely forgot about it. I forgot about that random first episode that, uh, 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 Damon, was it Damon Wayans? That one of the Wayans brothers was in, like he was randomly in it. Oh, you know what? He comes back in in a couple later seasons. He was in the first season and I yeah. think he left that. He was in the pilot and I think he went to do happy endings. And then he came back. And that's probably when he came back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I forgot that Dermot Mulroney was in this. Oh. <laughs> but still my heart. Okay. He is so hot. Well, what did he play? I don't remember him being in this. Dermot Mulroney was, he dated Jess. And do you remember which which which, which Dermot this is? Because there's Dylan McDermott and there's Dermot Mulroney. There's two of them. We've had this conversation before. Dylan McDermott was in, is in 
the show we're going to review today. He's in most he was of the in, shows. He was in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, he was in American Horror Story. Oh, he's a Ryan Murphy fixture. Who knew? Yeah. Um, and uh, Dermot Mulroney, I had to think about which one it was. It's more of like, he's more like a movie star kind of person. Like he was in that movie with Deborah Messing a long time ago, The Wedding Date. And he was in- um, That was him? My Best Friend's Wedding. Uh, that's okay. what I That's what I started to love yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. Early 90s. That's when he came on, when he burst onto the scene in my, in my Best Friend's Wedding, I was like, who is this dude? Huh? And he's aging so well. I saw him in something else recently and I was kind of like, I don't know, Dermot. You might be losing the edge a little bit, but I'm still on board. Still on board. <gasps> so, news, I guess, that we've heard. What news? Uh, so, this might be a little old, but Sean Connery passed oh, away. Oh, yeah. That was so sad. I Sean know. Connery? I feel like he's one of those people that I was like, he's going to live forever. What are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> th- that isn't, he wasn't the first James Bond, but he was the first James Bond to me. I've never, I honestly have never seen him in James Bond. To me, he wasn't like, he wasn't like one of my like main actors, but mm-hmm. I feel like when he's one of those actors, you mentioned Sean Connery, people instantly know who that is. Yes. Like, I remember him from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I remember him from Indiana Jones. Oh my God, yes. Um, That's just the first two that come to my mind. But then obviously, first, first one is really James Bond, even I've never seen him as that. But I just remember him being around a lot. I remember him just being in a lot of stuff. The Hunt for Red October. Like, come on, give me a give me a military drama. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, give it to me. Oh, so I know it's really obnoxious. I mean, it's it's officially like been almost right at a week. So, but it's the fact that you mentioned aging well, and I was like, oh, but the man was ninety years old. I mean, he he never looked like he ever had any issues. He was always that like just gray fox of a man. He's been he's had gray hair since nineteen seventy two. Um, I wish so. I could. I wish I could do that accent. Sean Connery. I can't do it. It's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, that that really does suck. I I know. Forget about that. Thank you. Sorry. Good job. I, I took over the conversation. No, no, no. Back back to your fascination just, with McDermott. Just just new girl. I'm I'm actually laughing. I'm actually like. I'm actually been watching them on my, on my lunch breaks, and I'm like giggling at it, and I'm like, I forgot that this was actually you know pretty funny and now what's making me angry is i'm like i know that i stopped watching it so i'm like oh no when's it gonna stop like i'm like i'm like i'm like should i continue because i know i'm gonna get disappointed so i don't know maybe i'm better this time around we'll see um well my little funny story is we we've talked about the office and um parks and rec on the show multiple times yeah we even had the hot take of which we thought was better yeah but why did they have to take Parks and Rec off of Netflix and move it to Peacock? Because now I got a Peacock subscription oh, that's just for that one show. I haven't paid yet. I still have that free month, and I'm waiting to decide if I want to pay or not. But like, you could go old school. You know, you want me to go old school? Buy Blu-ray. I was there. Get the DVD set. Get that DVD set, girl. Get it. I don't even know where I would put that. It's like, where do you even get DVD players anymore? You know what? I would just buy the digital copy and keep it on like my iTunes and watch it through Apple TV. Good call. Good call. So what have you been up to? Did you say you were going to the Falls de Cumberland? Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I... <laughs> Cumberland Falls. So there's there's a couple different state parks in Kentucky that I, I frequent regularly. One is Lake Barkley for my dad's side of the family reunion. And my mom's side normally goes to Cumberland Falls. And that's the only time I've ever been there. Hmm. However... My in-laws and my wife and my sister-in-law and I think her husband 
we've all been kind of, you know, busy with weddings and news jobs and everything kind of getting hectic. And we kind of have a little bit of a lull right now. And we're like, you know what? Let's go somewhere. And somehow I wasn't involved. They came to the decision of Cumberland Falls, which I don't mind. I like the park. I like the trails. I like the area. It's really pretty. But like now? Like, yeah, it's a little cold. I don't. Yeah. So, I mean, I need to pack something warm, some hiking boots. No, thanks. Keep little, going. Some, some long johns. I, you know, I've never, ever worn a pair of long johns before. See, I have winter stuff because I go snowboarding. So, I have like the Under Armour. <sighs> Here's MJ's humble brag. Keep going. <laughs> the stare I'm giving you, sir. I'm kidding. No, go. You know what? Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't wildly gesture. You, you sit there and say my humble brag, but the first time I ever went snowboarding and took lessons, I almost tore my ACL. Or what's the one in the back? What's, what's, is that the MC or Girl, ACL? you have the wrong person. Okay, whatever the tendon in the back of the leg, I, I was snowboarding and I wasn't doing great. I was, I was kind of iffy. Um, I was using my brother's board. And he's shorter than I am, so he his board was was not as long. Mm-hmm. So I needed a longer board. But it was like it's a free board. I'm not going to rent a board or buy a board. If see, if, you know, I'm going to see if I like it. So by the end of the day, I was kind of okay on the board, and I was going down the hill, getting ready to you know kind of practice. And I fell, and my front knee caught the snow because mm-hmm. I was rolling, and it just pulled. Oh, and something just went. Yeah, and I had to be pulled off of the mountain by like the rescue people in a little carabiner holder bag. Of the basket. Yes. <laughs> no, I I do think that I, I do think that I would like to do snowboarding or skiing. I think snowboarding is obviously harder than skiing. I feel mm. like it is, but um, the thing is, I hate snow, so I don't think I'll ever be trying that. But see, here's the thing. When you go to a place that does offer snowboarding and skiing, you can get the chalets and just sit out and watch people do it while sipping on hot chocolate and just kind of uh, enjoying the scenery. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. But sorry. So is it like a camp out thing or is it a cabin? Um, They, because we're only going to be there for the weekend, they only got rooms at the lodge. I don't think there were any cabins open. Hmm. Um, I've stayed at the cabins before and they're nice. Uh, but we're just going to see the scenery, go down to that part of the t- uh, state, kind of go on some trails, maybe do some photography. Okay. Yeah. I know this weekend before we go is going to be a full moon, so there's not going to be a moon bow because it's one of the areas where if it's a full moon, it'll actually create a rainbow effect by the falls, but it's from the moonlight, so it's like a white rainbow. Oh, that sounds awesome. So we're going to miss it by one week for that, though. Oh, well then... Why even bring it up if you're going to miss it? Filler. FOMO. <laughs> fear missing out. Yeah. That sucks. Um, so. Why are the hands up? I don't like. like you're I re- forgot what I was going to say. I'm taking a pause, sweetie. I forgot what I'm, I was going to say. I'm taking a pause. I completely forgot. Give me, a, give me a second. I'm taking a pause. I don't talk like that. Shut up. Don't be a dick, weirdo. <laughs> You know what? I forgot what I was going to say. You know what, guys? Stay tuned for this week's review. (laughs) All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back. Have we not discussed this 
if you're going to do all right, all right, it's got to be the three. All right, all right, all right. You got to do it the Matthew McConaughey way. All right, all right, all right. Thank you. Let's talk about what our show of the week is. Um, I feel like we've been on a little like train of this man's material recently. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're looking at this week is uh, another Ryan Murphy show on Netflix. We are looking at the first season of The Politician. Yes, uh, mostly because this didn't actually, October did not fall in our favor with the way the days were going. But obviously with the election being over, this comes a little later, but we figure, you know, we'll call it election week because obviously uh, usually things like before where you knew who was going to win the election the day of the election, uh, obviously when this comes out, in a few days, this uh, it we might be. Still not we know. still might not know. So you know, I find it to still be relevant. So yes, we're talking about season one of The Politician, Ryan Murphy on Netflix. So uh, that's why we chose this show because it was like it's election week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give us give us a synopsis, Jeremy. I honestly don't know who did the last one, and I'm trying to keep it even here. Uh, for me, the Politician is a show about a high school senior who has aspirations of becoming the president of the United States. And in order for him to do that, his journey starts with winning student class president at his upscale rich high school. His white privileged school. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that's a pretty good it's synopsis. It's a good synopsis. Yeah, it's the story that follows him in his trek to become president like you said, first stepping stone is his high school election. Um, so let's go through main characters. Characters. Yeah, our, I don't know how to the the show down. is basically about the show is basically about Peyton Hobart, and Peyton Hobart is a rich senior uh, that goes to the school, played by uh, Ben Platt. For those of you who don't know Ben Platt, I think Ben Platt is basically I think he's more a theater. Um, actor, I believe he was in Pitch Perfect, Pitch Perfect Two. Oh, I didn't. I don't know those well enough. Yeah, he was the um roommate of. Oh my God, he was the the um Skylar anime. Aston. Yes, he was Skylar Aston's roommate. How do I know that? I don't even know. I don't even know who was in that movie. <laughs> um, because of his abs that he showed you in Zoe's Incredible Playlist. Yeah, or extraordinary playlist. I remember those back when oh. the days were not affected by covid uh but i his uh he was in he was he did he did do a short stint as a in book of mormon on the on on the stage on broadway oh, he has done broadway his his biggest role is uh i believe it's from dear evan henson okay which i've wanted to see but i've never seen so for me he's been more like a theater actor um his voice is beautiful yeah he's got an amazing voice uh he does a couple of songs in here that are uh he does a his own rendition of i believe it's Joni mitchell's um, I wish there was a river. Yes, I believe it's by Joni Mitchell. I could be horribly wrong. The song's about correct. That. I don't know who this, yeah. the artist was. Um, does an amazing version of that, like in the first episode. That to me is honestly so, 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 so beautiful. Um, but he, a little background on his character, I think. So he is an adopted child of this family. His mother is played by Gwyneth Paltrow. He has a father who is a billionaire. I hate Gwyneth Paltrow. And he has two brothers who are the quintessential... Twin douchebags. Eh, fair enough. 
Um, but yes, so he is not a natural born son of this family. He was adopted. Um, the two other children were naturally born between Gwyneth and this man. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, is, it just kind of seems like he's always on the outs in his family. No one seemed to like him or appreciate him. Well, I mean, his, Gwyneth is his mom, um, which we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about her. Uh, she uh, is very much like, he's very much a mama's boy. In, 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 and I mean mama's boy in a, in a way of like, she he's obviously the favorite. Of oh, hers, easily. of hers. She's like, you're the one. Like these other two dudes are douches. Like I don't care. Like so, she does play uh, his mother. She uh, doesn't really do a ton in there. She she really is like his emotional support for for a lot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't like Gwyneth Paltrow, but you know it's whatever. I think she did a really good job in this. Like she didn't play her normal self. Like she was like kind of prissy upper class. Kind of like a guru. Because it's hard for her to play somebody stuck up. Ow, damn. Do we need to have a little side minute about your your uh, your issues with Gwyneth? No, we don't. <laughs> I think they're pretty well pretty well said. You, you don't like people who name their babies Apple? Who would? Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of wrong baby names in the world, but moving on. Okay. Um, and then the other characters are really like we have, um, we have Infinity Jackson. His so that is Hobart's quote unquote running mate for the first half of the series, right? For for his first uh, presidential campaign, she is uh she's basically the, she's basically the cancer kid. She's the kid who has cancer. She wears a beanie on her head all the time because she's uh, ball goes through chemo and that whole thing. Uh, she's got that weird little girl voice going on, like oh my god, I'm so excited. And uh, so so he picks her, you know, as his sympathy vote, as his running yeah running mate. Um, Who's your grandmother played by? Uh, Jessica Lange, who, you, who we all know, pops in the almost every all Ryan Murphy series. Every Ryan Murphy. She wasn't series. in Ratched. I don't think she was in Glee either. Yeah. Uh, well, that was before. Um, but yeah, so she plays Infinity, Infinity Jackson's grandmother, uh, who you know is a little obviously she's kind of like a backwoods like chain smoking, big hair, long nails, like came to California to be famous and never lost that dream, even though she's. Right. Older now. Right. So she is uh, a good part of the show as well. I'm going to um, I'm gonna say, we could talk about them as a group. I'm going to call them the three. And that is James, Alice, and McAfee. Okay. Before, let's, let's talk about who they are. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, I'll give you time to think about it. Which of them is your favorite? Which of them is my favorite? Of those three. I'd probably say Alice. Well, I was like, we have time to think about it. But anyway, go go through like like what what are these? How do these people play into the into the the story? Um, so they are basically Alice is Peyton's girlfriend, um, and she is like, you are going to be a president, and I'm going to be there with you the whole entire time. Um, I'm going to be with you. We're going to be beside you. This is what's going to happen. I will sacrifice anything that I need to do to get you to where you need to go quote unquote she is his first lady yeah um and then there's uh mcafee mm-hmm. what a dumb name but mcafee and james kind of are, are, are in tandem to me they're the same kind of person they are um the support group they're not a support group they're the they run the campaign they're the, the chief of staffs yeah to me they're, yeah I like his, his advisors staff. and yes, chief of staff exactly is um 
they are the ones who poll the kids in the in the school to figure out how they're feeling about the candidacy. They're the ones who help determine the path the um, the I can't think of the term the path that the uh, candidate no that the campaign's taking. Yeah, yeah. They they are the strategic backbone for this um, for Hobart. Right. They do the polling. They let him know like, okay, if we're going through choices of VP pick, this is what this is going to say. This is what this one's going to say. This is what this one's going to say. Or this is how we can spin this story. So yep. they are his, they're kind of like his chief of staff, his advisors, and his and his press secretary all run into two people. Yep. So they run that shit. But I call them the three because they all are involved in all that decision making. They're there to make sure he gets elected no right. matter what and then we will um we will start we'll go to into uh his uh opponents uh which are river barkley astrid and sky layton uh we don't really talk about sky layton she's not that big of a part of the show but uh river nice. barkley and astrid river barkley was pit was was played by uh the guy from uh hollywood, hollywood mm-hmm. uh david cornsweet Sure. I never know how to say. His last I don't know name. how to say his last name, but I I didn't realize he was in this. I thought I was like, "You're so gorgeous." He it took me by surprise when I saw him pop up. I was like, "Oh, he's gonna be a Ryan Murphy rig." He is so dreamy, like he's dreamy. He, I think they hit the nail on the head. There's one episode, and I hope I'm not speaking on turn because I watched a little into season two, so I don't know which one he said this. But he goes, "You look like Superman." He has that Clark. He Kent does. Look. He's got those sharp. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that curly I love little him. Hair and his, oh, he has that Superman Clark Kenty good boy look. That jawline that could mm-hmm. slice through a block of cheese. I don't know why I chose cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, moving on, we move on to Astrid, who is River's girlfriend. Yes. And I personally think is the complete opposite of Alice. She is there to use River to bolster her status in the world. And kind of ride his coattails. I don't think she actually cares about him. She's just there for how he can improve her status and her popularity or power she has. Right, right, right. So, which, yeah, I think I think their personalities are the same, mm-hmm. but their personalities and their demeanor is Astrid's is more self-serving. Alice's is more in service of. Yes, because I think Alice believes in Hobart and it was yeah, like Peyton. Well, Peyton, yes, but. Or- like believes like in his message that he actually can do better right and wants him to help people right where Astrid is like F this this is just for popularity I want to make sure people know I have power and keep that power right so those are kind of like I think those are the obviously those are the characters that you know get the most screen time obviously there, there's there's a few others there's um infinity's uh boyfriend uh ricardo ricardo and then we mentioned sky layton who's also an opponent um on the campaign trail against uh peyton uh hobart in that uh there's uh i think that's basically it uh, that is everybody in the show yeah so so those so this and then the biggest thing about it, I know we said talking about it's it's their whole it's about him running for you know class president or what have you, but it's also like all the trials and tribulations that come with running a campaign like that, misinformation, battling that, battling random stories that pop up, trying to cover things up. They're treating this high school class president campaign like it's an actual campaign. 
Yes. So <laughs> let's move on to kind of things you like, things you didn't yeah. like. Um, I'll go ahead and start out. You okay with that? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I I I actually like the show more than I thought I would. Okay. It 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 kind of highlights to me the issues that we have with our political system in real life. I think it was supposed to be almost a satire on real world events. Right. So I mean, it, okay, not supposed to be. It is a satire on real world. Events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's hilarious. My favorite episode was the voter where they highlight and follow around one of the kids in the school to kind of show how he is interacting with the campaign as it goes. Right. The, the kid is, a, uh, he's not like an undecided voter. He's, he's an indifferent voter. Yeah. So will he vote? Probably not. Like that's the kind of, not the person who can't decide between one person or the other, but the, but the one who just doesn't care. But I love how they, like they just, they kept, they pulled him like four or five times. They sat there and they kept asking, what can we do for you? What can we like, I want to make sure you, get what you want and the whole thing is he just wants to jerk off yes and look at girls and play video games right and every single time they're like well, what can we do for you i don't care leave me alone and or um when you actually sat down and talk to him he's like i want affordable snacks or food that i like like his bare necessities are the only thing he cares about right Exactly. I mean, and that was the shortest episode. It was like half an hour and it was kind of like a nice little departure. Um, I did like that. I did. I did think I actually think that was the that was one of the episodes that I sat up and noticed the most because I was like, oh, this is different. And I actually like think that I actually paid more attention to that episode than any of the others. Yes, and it, because I thought it was spot on. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I I, I think I liked um one thing that, that that I did like was I liked uh, Ben Platt. I liked I liked him for the most part. Mm-hmm. I liked um, I love the concept of of the show. I like the concept that it's this that yes, it's just senior class president, but they're taking this horribly seriously. Like I think that that is I love that aspect of it. Yeah, and I, I think that they took it so seriously. But it, it 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 hit really close to how things are going on in the world right now. Like mm-hmm. it was very like divided party lines, blah blah blah. It, all that was included, right? Um, I like the character choice that they made. I mm-hmm. think Ben Platt did a good job as the candidate because he's not the super attractive person. He wants to do good. Like he's actually that person who wants to help. Right. Like that's his character. Right. Um. What I didn't like, though, was I feel like there was a lot of random side stories that didn't particularly help the main plot of the, of the episodes. Such like, as? His mom's Gwyneth Paltrow's... Oh, uh, I get you. Yeah, her, yeah. Little, her little fling. Yeah, which, which endangered his future financial backing. Right. So I'm like, okay, I get like how it plays in, but... This is one of those ones where it was only an eight-episode show, but I think it could have done better as a six and taken out some of the side plots. I don't know if that necessarily... I, I don't think that plot was 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 not needed. I think it was just... I think the payoff of, of that wasn't... Um, like you said, it, it affected his financial things. I was like... My whole thing was like, oh, if this whole thing goes south, then he's going to be poor. 
or something like that. That's what I thought. And it never happened. And it, and it just never came, it, it, the stakes weren't high enough. That side story, the stakes weren't high enough. Or like like him trying to get into Harvard. How much he like how hard he got into Harvard and like fought for it and I kind of went and blackmailed him to get into Harvard and finally got in or like his dad being injured or his, his stepdad being I mean, injured. I, like, like just a bunch of random side plots that like the payoff never happened. Yeah. I, I think for me, I think what this, what this show did, so I know you said it was a satire and I think, I think this show suffers from not going far enough because what the, the, the exact vibe this show was giving me, it was giving me cruel intentions vibes. Some okay. of the music, some of the yeah. if you got if you, for those of you who don't know what Cruel Intentions is, uh, late '90s movie starring Ryan Philippe, uh Sarah Michelle Gellar, Reese Witherspoon, and uh, it reminded me of that because when I wa- when I watched that movie back then, I'm like these people aren't 17 years old, but they're rich, so if obviously they act a lot older than they are. Yes, there's no reason, there's no way these people are going through this entire all this BS at the age of 17. So I think this show was 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 channeling those kind of vibes, and I just don't think it went far enough. I think with white that they, privilege. huh, with the white privilege and the money they had, and just feeling like they were entitled to everything. I mean, I guess to a point, but Sky Layton was was black, and she didn't True. seem like super entitled to me. But um, I think this school this this school to me seems like a mix of people who are normal and super duper 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 rich. So I feel like this this school itself wasn't just a rich school. I feel like it was a mix of of people from, you know, cuz the the guy who was focused on for the voter episode, mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't seem super rich. He just seemed like a middle class family. He came from the other side of town. Yeah. So I don't think you had to be rich to go to this school, but you know, but I just don't think it took it far. I think I was like this needs to go further. If they're going to do this, they were stopping just shy of going over the top and it needed to go over the top for me to, be- to not to believe this, but for me to invest in it. Yeah. It was like they did this. It was like they, it was like they took it seriously, but it was kind of like, I don't know how you expect me to take this seriously. So you should have taken it all the way into ridiculous land and gone that way. It's like they, they stopped just short of the tracks, you know? And, and I feel like he did that just because he wanted to still make it relatable and believable. But there's no way the show like this is going to be relatable or believable. That's what's annoying about it is like you watch this. This is not, there, there's just no way in, in no way, shape or form relatable or believable, which I feel like is what kind of took me. Like, like that's where I go to point. Like the times when he wasn't running for the campaign, when he actually lit down his shield and had moments of connection with his mother and, and experiencing that mm-hmm. to show that politicians aren't just politics. Like they have lives behind the scenes. They actually do feel and, and, and have issues with what happens and like people want to do better. That took me out of the, of the story, out of the satire. Like, okay, you're trying to make me feel for the candidate over the character. But then you tell me right back in where he's emotionless robot who can turn that off whenever he wants. And see, and at the and part of the thing is like, we we rewatched the trailer, uh, you know, a little bit ago just to kind of you know refresh our memories on like what the what the trailer said. Mm-hmm. And to me, the trailer to me was more exciting than the show, than watching it. In my opinion, I just think that the trailer makes it look like it's going to be this over the top romp. You know, it's going to be this this oh my god, it's going to be just it's going to be ridiculous and stupid and out of control. And I just feel like it wasn't. I feel like it was just it was just. It makes you feel like, like you said, like a cruel intention. Like you're gonna do whatever it takes, and and you know, 
backstab and blackmail and and get rid of the the opposition just to get where you want to go. Right. Where well, I think Cruel Intentions did was Cruel to just was it? I don't think Cruel Intentions was trying to be satire or campy. I think it was. I think it really was like that gossip girlian kind of like where it's supposed to be serious. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be taken like it's supposed to be emotional depth and growth and Cruel Intentions. I think that the politicians both is trying to have that as well. But there were these moments that, to me, I looked up like this should be over the top, and it just wasn't over the top enough. Okay, well, was there anything you liked then? I mean, yeah, there was stuff. There was stuff that I liked. I mean, per- personally, if personally for me, I after watching the whole series, I almost uh, I, I really liked a lot of the characters. I really liked Alice because actually, as a like I said, we watched the trailer. She said, uh, I think Peyton said something to her. She was like. He, he said, Did I it think surprise I'm, you that I'm a stone cold bitch of ice water in my veins? Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I am a stone cold bitch with ice water in my veins. Like, I like, I liked, I think, after thinking about it, I think she was the only one who was like going over the top. Like, she was the only one who was doing it. Like, even her, like, when she would, when she would stiff it up and, and like straighten her back and stuff, even that was overacted. Like, she's the only one I feel like that was like, we're we're producing camp here. I'm knocking this out of the park. I'm gonna go so over the top that it is not gonna be even a mem- nobody's gonna think twice about my about this whole thing. And that's why I liked her. I think that yes, her, I think the three the like we talked about her, James, and McAfee all did that because their their reactions to like the polls and the in the in the um the stories that came out like the yeah. tabloids and like that overreacting of like I can't believe it what's going like, like that I feel like was the over the top that I wanted like I said those three kind of gave that the whole time see I disagree I actually think the other two did really Mm-mm. I found McAfee to be, I found McAfee to be bland um, McAfee was the one that I that and, I think was the least on the scale of satire and, but I feel like those three kind of combined together and like i said alice yes i agree completely james was fine alice didn't need those other two personally my thoughts sorry <laughs> the look he gave him was my thoughts the smile of shut it down we're, we're done no keep conversation I mean, over no you you think you, you the way you took it you said you, you felt like the three played the together three they, they as built off of each other and they they brought that over the top satire where mm-hmm. peyton and Guy and like all the other ones were Astrid and River were much more mellow and brought down mm-hmm. because they had to be. They couldn't be over the top. They had to be publicly facing, under control. You know, exude leadership and be somebody you could like rely on. See, I, I, I got, I got, I got glimpses of it when they were all doing their little campaign speeches. I was like, these campaign speeches are are a little too over the top and like. Like I will fight for you, the gun control, and blah blah, one. and I'm like, you guys are in high school, so that's where I was like, okay, but I feel like it didn't continue to raise the bar in that respect for me personally. Um, I did like a lot of the performances. Like I said, I really liked. I loved a uh, river uh, just showing up with his uh, with his jawline, uh, you know, frequently just being like, "Hey, girl," I'm like, "Hey, girl." I love the conversations that he had with Peyton though. Like, like when he would just get yeah. all super calm and just like look in the face. Like I was, I, I had to turn it up and just like listen. Like, okay. I it's almost like he's. It's almost like he's like he's trying to talk to you. It's almost like he's always seducing you. And I'm not even in that show. I feel like like he just 
the way Peyton like thinks about him and like the relationship they have, I feel like River becomes Peyton's conscious a little bit where he's just like, what would River do? Let's think about this. Mm. Like that plays a little bit in my mind. I feel like he just like the way that River just like sits and talks and takes control and mm-hmm. you just want to listen and like, oh, I think you're a little right. Like, like he has that way of just bringing you into the conversation right. and making you want to actually listen. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's, but he's also gorgeous. So, well, why wouldn't you listen to him? Fair enough. He's like, "Hey, these donuts are delicious." I'm like, "They are delicious." Oh my god! You should eat all of them. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a bite? No. Okay. Sorry. Apologies. So, we've kind of given you guys a good idea of what this show is about, what it entails. Who is your choice? For Bay of the Week. Oh, we're, we're jumping right into Bay of the Week. Yeah, we're jumping in. We're not announcing. We're not giving. Deep res- end. Look, okay. I'll let you go first. I've announced mine twice the last two weeks. You go first. My Bay of the Week is River Barkley, y'all. It's River. <laughs> okay, so. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, Not only is he gaga gorgeous. Like, I've already said the word dreamy, but I'm like, stars in the eyes. Short of, like, I'm. Girl, I'm I'm involved. I'm all the way in on River Barkley. Uh, David is his real name. Cor- Cor- we're we're going to call him uh, David Corset because his last name's hard to say. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> but for two reasons. One, obviously, because I said he's gorgeous. Two, because I really do think that anytime he was on the screen, he was he to me was really commanding. I think like I said, you, you could I think you could feel him through the screen. You could feel those eyes. You could feel the looks he was giving. You could feel like and that's because like I said, I think he's hot. But um I do think that he had a lot of tender moments, a lot of good moments, and I I think that he had the least amount to say in this show, but I think that every time he came on it was impactful. Yes, impactful because of Peyton, but I still think that for me, I liked him the most for base reasons and for well, brain reasons. Base reasons. Yes. Who do you think? You're going to hate me. No, no. Peyton. Okay. He a is the main character. He's at most screen time. He had the ability to kind of develop his character the most, I believe. He did well with his character. I, he he did portray the emotionless robot of a politician, and he portrayed the you know feelings on the back end in private. Like, like he he could do both sides. He has a wonderful voice. I, I sat there every time he sang. I had to literally stop what I was doing and listen. I actually like the second song as much, but go ahead. But he's, I think he sings three times. Well, I like the first song the best. I hated the last song the most. Yes, but yeah. On top of that, he has the ability to not only be a politician, but later in the the season when things kind of melt down and he has to kind of spin or start doing something else, he does well with that too. And he picks right back up. And he, he, like, like, I feel like he just does an overall good portrayal of any side of the character he's working with and he just developed him the most he had the most screen time 
I believed as much as like candidates sit there and they had to portray like I want to help you. Like I feel like yes, he actually did want to help and he was doing this for you know altruistic reasons. Like he wasn't actually just doing it for power or or like you know a money grab or something. So I just I, just, I feel like he had the best overall character. He's not unattractive. I didn't say he was unattractive. But see, like, like, but part of your reasons for River were for base reasons. But did I say that Ben Platt was unattractive? I didn't no. say he was unattractive. Fair enough. But yes, I, don't I, put words in my mouth. He Ben Platt's fine. But yes, I would say overall with his just variety and 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 quality of work, I'm gonna have to give it to Peyton. For me, it's River Barkley. He's the one I remember the most out of this whole series. He's just the one. And also, I think I think back to his Hollywood performance, mm-hmm. and I think this is, I think that even if this was this was before that, I think his performance is a little bit more understated. And I actually think that in Hollywood, he was this over the top wannabe actor, blah 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 blah. I actually think that he played over the top camp better than Ben Platt did. Uh, see, now you're splitting hairs because I'm not going to deny that. I think yeah. Yes. So for me. But I'm taking this as a look at the politician. And look at the politician. I still think that River Barkley was better. I still think he's worth. I still think he's worth the day of the week. I think that for me, there wouldn't be any of that personal growth if he wasn't there. How would Peyton have changed? How would Peyton have gotten better if he didn't know that? He's the one who gave Peyton that confidence to be able to be who he was. Gwyneth. What? Gwyneth Paltrow would have been filled in that spot more. No, I think River River was River was good about that. I mean, even when 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 you look up that that scene when he was teaching the Mandarin, mm-hmm. and um, Peyton seems so unsure of himself and so like not you know seems so unsure. River is the one who gave him that confidence and that you can do this and and you know he gave him that he's the one who bolstered he gave him all that confidence. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow was there to support to kind of help bolster him up, but even even she said she goes, "Your ambition scares me, but I'll support you." Yeah. And anything I can because I'm your mother, as as her mother. With River, who has no real ties to Peyton, is still there to support and help and be his be his conscious and help him grow and keep that confidence and become a better individual and a better politician in the long run as well. And it was hot while he was doing it. But all I hear was River is a supporting character to help Peyton. But is it? But does our supporting characters? That's why there's an award for supporting characters because supporting characters are important. Is there not an award for supporting characters? I'm still going to go with Peyton. Is there not an award for guest stars as well? For guest stars? I don't know. There is. So, you, not, not, it's not all about main people. No. And my my second choice, if I hadn't gone with Peyton, would have been Alice. Hmm. I like her. She's, you know, my twin, but no. Okay. Fine, we can go back to Twitter. We can sit there and ask who people think it is. You'll lose. So do you think that this show is worth watching or not? Wow. The confidence, the the, the hubris here. I think I'm just going to lose automatically. Do you think this show is watchable or not? Yeah. I, compared to some of the other things that I have watched from Ryan Murphy, this one, I feel like my first... Okay, let me, let me phrase it this way. My first intro into Ryan Murphy's work was Glee. Then I started watching American Horror Story. So Ryan Murphy has two very different styles of storytelling. Either horror and just throw it at you in your face, shock appeal, 
or Glee, which is like kind of more of a growth year after year. You, you have to expand. Yeah. This is more of a Glee kind of to me. It isn't like shock and awe. It's in your face. Take it for what it is kind of thing. I liked this one. Okay. But I think it is watchable. I recommend watching it. Um, but I like satire. I like politics. So those two combined with the good acting and everything else. Yes, I feel like this is watchable. Okay. I'm going to do something a little weird. I'm going to say skip everything, watch the last episode, and then go into season two. I haven't started season two, but I will say I didn't start getting excited until I was gay baited in season in episode eight. That <laughs> uh. I was gay baited. Spoiler alert. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, Judas Light and Ben Midler pop in in the last episode. So as soon as I saw them, I was like, what? And then I saw Jim Morton and I was like, yes, give me Jim Morton from Scandal. Of course. What? what like, yeah. yes, please. So that's what I was like. Oh, that's what I set up. And I was like, okay, now we're getting into it. Cause Ben Midler was like, she was so over the top that she was spilling on the table. Uh, Judith Light was giving me everything that she had and, and what she was in. She was messy all over the table as well. Like you needed nap, you you needed bounty paper towels to soak up how over the top those two were, and those two completely magnify how under the rest of the show was to me. And even when. Peyton and all the others came back around in this episode, I still felt that they needed to rise to the level of the camp and the over-the-topness satire that Bette Midler and um, that Bette Midler and Judith Light were portraying. And I'm like, this is where this show needed to be, this whole series, and it was nowhere near that. So to me, watching the last episode actually makes me want to watch season two because now I'm like, oh, we got some real players in here. I feel like it's going to be, I do feel like it's going to be an uneven series because they're going to be, they're going to be swinging for the fucking fences and everybody else is just not because they've been playing that, you know, just below that for the whole first season. But to me, I'm going to say, honestly, watch a recap, watch episode eight and then go into season two. I, I will I will say, I do not disagree that the first season is going to be a stepping stone, but it is a stepping stone you need to have to get to the next season. Watch a recap. Watch the season. Okay. Well, I mean, we can disagree. It's fine. I don't think it was enough, but that's just that's just me gay baiting. You you throw Bette Midler or Judith oh. Light into something, girl, I'm on board. The moment you said that, I was like, of course it's going to be what entices you to watch when, on. When Judith Light was in uh, uh, American Crime Story, the one about... Uh, uh, Gianni Versace. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like, where'd you like come from? Can we have more of her? And she was just a small character. I was like, I loved you like anything. When she was in Dallas randomly way back when, before Dallas was on, um, when it went off TV, that the second rerun of that, yeah. I was like, I love her. This show's stupid, but I love her. I didn't even realize I loved Judith Light until then. But uh, who is the boss? Judith Light. Okay. And obviously, Bette Midler. Come on. Talk well, about yeah, that. obviously. But um, that's what I think. I think you should just skip first season, watch the last episode, get your paces, and then watch season two and see if you like it. I love that you say that because none of us have watched season two yet. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see if it gets better. Um, but thanks for tuning in to this episode of 
this election day episode, election week episode of <laughs> Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. You've been listening to Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. Interact and give us suggestions on what to watch at watchornotpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at watchornot underscore pod. And on Instagram at watchornotpod. Huge shout out to Bradley Parsons. Thank you for creating our theme music. And subscribe and leave a review wherever you download podcasts. Don't make us come for you.